Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 252 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. This episode is part two of an interview with Johnson County Community College head basketball coach, Rand Chapel. Go back to last week's episode, episode 251, to get Coach Chapel's background in his over 30 years of coaching at the junior college level, the NAIA level, the Division II level, and the Division I level. We covered how COVID has affected recruiting, the advantages of the JUCO level, and how all the levels are different in play and recruiting. Today's episode continues to uncover recruiting tips that you can use. Coach Chapel and I discuss how to get on a coach's radar, how not to get on the coach's no list, and how academics and good grades in high school will help you in the recruitment. So let's get into part two of this interview. What are some of the best ways that a student athlete can get on a coach's a college coach's radar? Well, you know, I'm going to go back to the playing side and you know, I got asked this question once a long time ago. It was like, what are you looking for in an AAU game? Or, you know, in an AAU tournament, there's 18 games going on everywhere. People are going every, every direction. So they, the, the comment is sometimes you're looking for the best guy out there. You know what I mean? If, if you're a coach that's really trying to win big and trying to have a great program, you're looking for a really good player. And I, I think that it, that is still true. I think the, the other side of it is I'll expand it a little bit, but to be seen and recognized, I think you're looking for guys who stand out in an area. You know, it, it may be, hey, this kid is rebounding harder than I've seen anybody rebound all day. This kid is guarding harder than I've seen anybody guard all day. Shoot, this kid is the best shooter. He, you know, when he's open, he does not miss. Whatever, this kid has a feel for the game and what he's doing. You know, I think it's important, obviously, if there's 100 players out on the court or you're watching all these guys, it's important to say, hey, this guy is elite at some level. And the truth of that is one thing you can be elite at is hustle, you know, and, and believe me, it stands out. If you see a kid that's running the court harder than anyone else, you see him diving for balls, he's taking charges, he's uh, doing everything that needs to be done, that definitely stands out. Hey, I, I haven't seen anybody that, that's more willing to uh, do whatever it takes for his team uh, all day long. I, I guess, it, you know, putting it the other way, if, you, uh, if you're if you just kind of out there and, you know, sometimes people wonder why a kid's not getting recruited, whatever, there, there's a couple of hundred kids in the gym and maybe there's only, uh, it depends on how many levels are there, but there's not a scholarship for every single one. I say that maybe maybe there could be at different levels, you know, you, you've, got, you've got to stand out a little bit. I guess something that uh, Jay Spoonhour told me one time, I'll, I'll throw out, and it, it's kind of the, the flip of it. We went to an event like that, and it was actually the first year I was working for him. I was, whatever, close to late 40s or however old I was at the time, so I should have known what I was doing. He told me during, he goes, watch it. He goes, there's so many guys out there, it's going to be hard to tell, but every time you see a kid pout or every time you see him go off the side and not slap hands with his teammate, or you see a kid talk back to the referee, he goes, just write no by his name. And that way, when, when we go back later and people are calling us about these guys wanting us to take him, we'll know not to take him. 
So I, I don't know. That's a little bit of a lesson from the other side of it. Coaches are watching players at all times from the time that they step foot on the, on the floor to the time they go off. So, uh, and, and parents too, I, I would assume. Yeah, I think so. You know, one thing I always think about and it, I guess it's a two year process now, but definitely at the four year level, you're signing on to spend a lot of time with a kid for four years. And when I say a lot of time, whatever, you're going to have all your practices and all your meetings, but there's also study halls that you're going to need to get them to. And uh, you guys are going to jump on the bus together and you're going to hang out in the airport together and you're going to have to get them up for wake up call. And if it looks like a kid that you really aren't going to enjoy being around that much, why would you do that to yourself? It'd be like adopting for four years. You know what I mean? If you, if it doesn't look like it's going to be fun, then I don't know why you'd want to do it. You mentioned summer games and summer tournaments. How do high school games, how do you look at high school games or showcases or camps? Uh, give us some information right. on, on how you guys look at those. So to me personally, and I, this may be, this is old school, I guess. And I say, and I don't think it's completely old school. I actually value the high school situation probably more than I value the AAU. And, and I, maybe the crisscross between the two, the AAU, you're seeing, depending on where you're at, you may be playing against a higher level of competition. And that's important to see people against good players. On the high school level, I always feel like the coaches, it's a real job. You know what I mean? That they're there to put together the best team they can and to win ball games, either advance in their profession or, or continue where they're at, that type of thing. Uh, AAU, it's easy to go out there and say, hey, guys, shoot a three every time down the court. Because guess what? You're really not going to get fired if you're an AAU coach. So, you know, I, I feel like the high school game, teams are getting to practice more consistently. Coaches around the person every day, sees how they react to different situations, see how they play under pressure and those kind of things. And, and even another thing about high school basketball is you usually play twice a week. Sometimes in AAU, you play four or five times in a day. And uh, when you, you know, it's probably not fair to the kids when you play I say four or five times a day, maybe four or five times in a weekend. And, uh, you know, you start to see a lot of kids not playing real hard. The games are pretty loose. You can kind of see the skill level, but maybe you can't tell the whole substance there. I guess when you do see a kid playing super hard for four or five straight games, that lets you know anytime he steps on the floor, he's going to play really hard. But, uh, you know, I think that's a little bit of the differences in the two. And, I, I, you know, to me, the high school game probably relates closer to uh, the college game as far as the way the coaching is and the intensity and those kind of things. Well, and that that's great because sometimes uh, it's thought of that high school doesn't mean as much because maybe you don't get to see it as much, but I've always thought the discipline of a high school game is, is uh, very important at, at any sport. So I'm, I'm glad, glad you look at it that way. I went and watched this weekend. I saw the number one, what, some of the top high school players in the country were playing in KNC this weekend and it was good basketball it was still, there was probably some freedom there that uh, maybe even Coach Self or Coach K wouldn't give. Does that kind of lend to, just because you don't start for your high school team, and, and we talked about this a little bit before the interview, you know, here in Ozark, uh, there's some, you know, Springfield schools, Kickapoo and uh, Re Republic. They, they can have eight or nine really good players. So just because you don't start for your high school doesn't mean that you're not uh, a recruitable basketball prospect. Is that right? the higher level high school you're at, the, the, the more that play comes into play. You know, I think one thing I would always say is if you love it, and I think this is true in anything, you never give up on what's going on. And most junior colleges, a lot of the smaller schools, 
if you tell them that you want to come in and work out, and you've got to have a little bit of a resume, but if you played at Kickapoo High School on the state championship team and you were the seventh or eighth man and you feel like, hey, I just want an opportunity to work out, I bet most people are going to give you some kind of look. I wouldn't be afraid to call people, try to try to get opportunities and looks and everything else. And you're probably people probably aren't uh, on this service. They're on this service because they want a scholarship. But even walk-on situations sometimes add up to scholarships. You know, it's kind of funny. The uh, this is very parallel to your story. Uh, we had a kid at uh, Eastern Illinois who he had played a year of junior college basketball, but he came in and ended up being a manager for us. And uh, we started using him in practice some. I guess to shorten the story, he ended up starting a game or two for us uh, as we had some injuries and did some things. And he ended up being on a scholarship his last year. So who's to say you can't earn a scholarship? The, the best way to appreciate a person is see how hard they're working every single day. So if you feel like you haven't got any looks and there's a walk-on opportunity, I would take it and let the coach watch me how hard I work every single day and, and earn the scholarship. The good thing about being a scrub guard in practice is you never miss a shot. Coach Poonar said they'll make that shot in a game, whether I made it or not. So that was always fun. <laughs> Coach Chappell, how does academics affect recruiting both in junior college and, and at four-year schools? Well, I think in general, I tell our guy, you know, I always look at it as you're, you're weighing the pluses and minuses of a kid that you're recruiting. And when the academics are on a high level, that's an awfully big plus, and that that's something you don't have to worry about. I'll go to being a Division One coach. Sometimes you have a formula. It's like, hey, we need uh, we can't afford over two or three question mark guys. You know, if you're a question mark guy, that makes the market a lot tougher. And when I say question mark guy, I'm talking about somebody that you know that you're looking at their grades and like, hey, it's going to be a struggle for this guy, or it's it's they're going to have to work really hard, or they haven't shown the consistency in their high school uh, transcripts that, that they're making a good effort at all times, you know, that you can only afford a couple of those people. And uh, so I think academics play a pretty big part there. Sometimes at the junior college level, I'm not sure if it's really true where I'm at, but junior college is considered a place where guys get their grades up. Uh, maybe they have struggled with grades and it's a question mark and it's an opportunity to get, get a second chance and get their grades up. I think for the most part, our people are a little bit better than that. Uh, I'm at a, a community college that has, I don't know, 15,000 plus students. And most of the kids are transferring to KU or UMKC and, and that kind of thing. So it's just kind of a prerequisite place there. But when you're in junior college, they, they've actually raised the criteria to be a division one or division two player. There's certain uh, prerequisites you have to have. And go division one, you have to have a 2.6 GPA in junior college. So like I tell our guys often, if you're sitting there at 3.0 or 3.2, the coach knows he can recruit you. If you're sitting there at 2.6 or 2.3 and saying that, hey, I'm going to have a good semester this semester, that means maybe they can recruit you. And I think my experience is all things being fairly equal, you go with the guy that you know is going to make the grades. There's, I think, a TV show called Last Chance You for both basketball and football. And I think that's kind of a perception of junior college but like you said each junior college has its specialty so some of them may be kind of that that academic help that that somebody might need things but I, I guess being here one like you know most of our kids were qualifiers and could have gone and I say most maybe 80 90 percent were, were qualifiers and could have gone to a four-year school 
But, uh, and, and to be honest, we got transfer from Pittsburgh State, and we, we got a few transfers from four-year schools that went there as freshmen, and it went okay, but they kind of back, well, we'll use the baseball analogy, they got seven at-bats their freshman year, and they wanted more at-bats, so they ended up coming here. You know, it's uh, off, and, and there's great academic help at our school, and, and it's, you know, really set up for people to succeed, but to be honest, we're looking for kids to give them a chance, but we're also, there's some Division II type players that uh, they got those kind of offers out of high school and they feel like they're a division one player and they feel like if they came here for a year and matured a little bit and got some more coaching and some more competition that that can open up some division one doors. And to be honest, some of that is what we're looking for. That's good advice that uh, if you wanted to be a division one and weren't getting the attention, then a junior college is a good place again, to go to mature uh, play against men or women, your, your age, basically, so you're not sitting the bench, and and uh, you said you got like 30 games in this year, even with the COVID. So this year we just played. Uh, I can't even count the number. We were just a little over 20 with a little over 20. In, in a normal year, you know, junior college basketball plays 30 plus your postseason tournaments plus your preseason scrimmages. So it's kind of you know, to be honest, you're taking the court probably 40 times, you know, and, and getting opportunities to play and. I'll pump Johnson County a little bit. Our volleyball team won the national championship this year. Our women's basketball team finished uh, second in the nation. And uh, we made the national tournament with our men's team. Our baseball team is, I think, 42 and eight right now. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of good athletes that come up here. and We got good coaches. So don't forget about Johnson County. It's a, it's a nice campus. I got to drive through last, uh, last summer, a, uh, uh, Say something nice about your your boss, Randy Stang. <laughs> yeah, Coach Stang, something real nice. He hired me. That was that was a really nice thing. <laughs> I appreciate him doing that. But uh, Randy uh, and I played together at uh, at Southwest Missouri State, and have been good friends over the years. And he's had a great career, uh, both in coaching and and in administration. And uh, he's uh, landed up here at Johnson County. I think this is about his fourth year here, and. He's a, he's a good guy. You know, it's nothing like you love to be, be friends with the people you work with and uh, have the kind of respect I have for him. So it, it's a good, good working relationship. Well, and we talk a lot about uh, in life, not just recruiting is sometimes it's not what you know, it's who you know. And, and you know, your connections through the years uh, between uh, Coach Charlie Spoonhauer, his son, Jay Spoonhauer, uh, Randy Stang. Uh, I knew Coach Kirksey. Uh, I played basketball with his youngest son. Uh, did you have a connection at Mississippi uh, whenever you went there? Well, there's always there's always small connections, but uh, you know Lee Hunt was the head coach, and uh, he had been uh, I think he was born and raised in Missouri to begin with. But it's kind of funny. I applied for the job, and I guess some old timers will know. But uh, you know I, I, he was looking for a GA and kind of going through the resumes, and I don't know maybe there was something about mine he liked. I don't know, but he ended up. I remember the key person for me getting the job was probably Bob Brown, who was the high school basketball coach at Parkview, and him and Coach Hunt had known each other way back. And Coach Brown was actually my arch rival. It was Parkview Glendale back in the day that we yes. were the top two teams that battled back and forth. And he called Coach Brown about me, and Coach Brown gave me a good recommendation, and that seemed to be what got me over the top at the time. So, you know, one of the advantages I think of, of sports and of college is, uh, is getting to know people and, and, and spreading your connections. And, and, and that's a big lesson that I learned in college and hopefully my kids are, are learning that. So that's why we really try to get people to, uh, 
go after their their uh, aspirations of playing sports, and then hopefully that four years turns into a great forty years of uh, family life and and uh, business. So we've talked about a lot of things, Coach, uh, and you've done a great job. Is there any other advice that you can give to recruit me families as their uh, son or daughter gets recruited in in uh, not only basketball but any other sport? Going back almost to again, my daughter was a, a pretty good golfer and ended up getting a scholarship and. I know in raising her, even at the younger ages, I always said I wanted her to uh, really enjoy what she was doing and have a love for it and, and be anxious to go back and play. And she fell in love with her sport and uh, really put a lot of time into it and those kind of things. And kind of like you said, the, the people you meet and, uh, you know, I, I think I think a lot of this stuff will work out if you're uh, if the kid truly loves the, the sport and works at it really hard and makes the right impressions with people as you go through. And, you know, there's nothing like being a competitor. You know what I mean? Everybody likes to watch a competitor out there, but uh, I think enjoy the process and it has a great chance to work out if you let it. Well, we appreciate your time. And I, and you said you've got your basketball banquet tonight. So you get to give out some uh, fun awards. That's a fun, fun time for a uh, coach, especially when you've had a successful uh, season. So I'm glad you had a great season your first year at Johnson County community college. And, Hopefully we can come up and uh, without COVID and, and see you guys play this year. That'd be great, Brent. I appreciate you having me on. It's uh, been good. Hopefully uh, some people contact Johnson County out of all this. That'd be great. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Coach Chapel. Thank you. Thank you to Coach Chapel for taking time to visit about recruiting. Go check out Johnson County Community College for basketball or the many other programs they have. Episodes 251 and 252 are great resources for basketball and junior college recruiting, but they can help in all sports and all levels of college play. Go to recruit-me.com to access all the 252 Athletic Scholarship Podcast episodes for more great podcasts about the recruiting process. Click on the Podcast tab or find more episodes on your favorite podcast app. While you're on the recruitme.com website, click on the new Recruit Me 3.0 tab and take advantage of the last day of the end-of-school special price. The Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System is normally $127, but you can get it today for only $99. You can start the step-by-step process today by watching the step-by-step videos and using the instructions in the 200-page manual. Take charge of your recruiting today. Join me next Tuesday on the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.